0: Welcome to On The Spot with Melinda Garvey, the On The Dot interview series where we sit down with some of the most intriguing and interesting women to watch featured in our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of On The Spot, now available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Today, I'm sitting down with Maria Orozova, founder and chief creative officer of the data-driven marketing agency, Mod IntelliKey. Without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome everyone to our latest edition of On The Spot with Melinda Garvey. Really excited to be here with you today, as our mission is to bring these amazing female role models to you live and in person and just really talk about their journey. So I'm super excited about our guest today, Maria Orozova, and she has done a lot of really amazing things. She's got a cool advertising and branding agency and also has a really interesting entrepreneurial story, how she blazed that trail and got on her path. So Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. Really excited to have you. Thanks for having me. Because you are such an awesome role model, and a lot of what we try to do is really show women how they can get on their path by watching how other women do it, and maybe just taking one little nugget. So I'd love for you just to share sort of your entrepreneurial journey and how you got to where you are today. Sure. I
1: guess you can say that I've always known that I would be an entrepreneur. I remember when I was a kid, I used to always tell my parents, well, one day when I have my own company you know, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And so of course, you know, sometimes parents can just kind of say, okay, whatever, you're going to do that. So yeah, I guess it was a little bit accidental. I wasn't planning on starting my business at 25, but it just kind of happened in everything that I do, I just really want to make the most impact. And so, you know, working at other companies and, you know, being involved in just different initiatives, you know, you can always see room for improvement. I mean, there's always room for improvement, I guess, but that was kind of the reason why I thought, you know, I'm somebody that's very accountable. I'm a hard worker. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to kind of give it a go. And what's the worst thing that can happen? I'll just get another job. So that was about 11 years ago. And here we are.
0: So you had your company that you launched. It was called Mod Studio. Is that correct? Yeah. So I started
1: the Mod Studio um, in 2008 when everybody said, "Don't quit your jobs." We're going into a recession, so I thought it was the genius thing to do is quit my job. So <laughs> those first couple of years were actually really interesting in the sense that I think I got a lot of opportunities because clients and just people out there were still needing marketing and design and creative services, but. Didn't have the budgets associated with them and a small startup. I mean, really, it was just myself for the first couple of years. I feel like I got a lot of opportunity that
0: That's interesting because don't they always say what about marketing, you know, last hired, first fired? I yes. mean, that I've been in marketing all my life and you always hear that because that's where people will take the money when, of course, exactly where they shouldn't take it away.
1: But, you know, it happens, especially in corporate America. Yeah, so right around the same time, my now husband started his own firm. And so we just kind of built our company side by side over all these years until a couple of years ago, we became partner agencies and just decided to merge both of our service offering creative branding, messaging side of things with data and analytics and marketing automation from his side. So the Mod Studio and IntelliKey group now turned into Mod IntelliKey.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Of course, everything now is so data-driven. And um, I often think you know, that's the one piece where so many people, including us, we seem to be weak. It's a very specialized skill to really know how to not only get the data, but then really understand it and analyze it and then put it into work. I mean, it's so very complicated. So having a specialty in that, and I feel like, you know, the agencies still go on their gut and they do great creative work, but are they doing the really the impactful work that's backed by data?
1: That's where we found the opportunity is that, like you said, exactly right. I mean, there's a lot of creative firms and there's a lot of like data-driven firms But marrying the two, you would be surprised, is still really difficult to find. And so we wanted to kind of give it a go and see, you know, I know that our clients were requesting both sides of the business.
0: I love this. You're known to call yourself unemployable. And I laughed out loud when I read that because I say that all the time. I, unlike you, never thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was totally happy with the whole corporate thing. And I really sort of accidentally fell into it when I started Austin Woman. But now I say, this has to work because I am literally unemployable. (laughs) Just tell us about, you know, you're being unemployable and like, what advice would you give to women? Like, how do you sort of push through all that? Well, you're right. One, you have to be
1: successful, right? I think that after a while, especially for myself in particular, starting at such an early age, you know, obviously I've had other positions and had other jobs, but now I just think, you know, the last 11 years I've kind of been, you know, bearing all the responsibility, yes, but just doing everything my way alongside my team. And so, it's just really difficult to picture myself being in a you know corporate position again, but I consider that a good thing. Even though it's difficult, I think it's awesome to be able to have a vision and then turn it into reality for ourselves as an agency, but then also for our clients with every single campaign, with any sort of marketing or lead generation initiative. I think it's great to, it's just so rewarding to see it come to life. And maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it would be a little bit more difficult for me to see those types of results maybe being as as a part of a bigger team or you know in in corporate America so it's good it's good depending on what day you talk to me
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly well I do find that sometimes I see you know especially in bigger corporate America I sort of have this like, oh, if I could just get my hands on that, like the decision making process, you know, of an entrepreneur and driven from that need for succeed, like you've got to find the answers, you've got to go after it no matter what and not having all the red tape of the meetings and everything to go through. And I just see sometimes, oh, if we could just do this the entrepreneurial way course, then I look at my company and think, gosh, I really need some of those structured people that are helping with operations and systems. I mean, when people say, what kind of systems? I'm like, systems? What What are those? You know, so... I think that good and bad, right? You know, obviously, when we look at role models, we think, oh gosh, well, you know, how could I do that? I can't really see myself in their shoes. But you also have a lot going on in your personal life. I know that you are a mother to a toddler now, almost two. He's almost, almost two, so all, almost in the terrible twos, right? <laughs> well, we're in the terrible twos already. Yeah, already. Okay. Have to be two to be in the terrible twos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess so. Just tell us a little bit about that, you know, on a personal level. So now you are. Are working with your husband, which I know from personal experience has its ups and its downs and its challenges, even as a family, even not being able to shut it off, you know, being a mother and how do you sort of pull it all together? I'm not going to use the B word balance because I clearly understand that's not, but what are your hacks for making it all work?
1: I think that having the business, like everything kind of at its right time, right? I think that if I were to be a mom any time other than right now, I think it would have looked very different. Same with working with Scott. You know, I think everything kind of fell into place where the company is now at a size and at a success level where we can step away a little bit. I mean, you never fully, right? But there's a lot of people that, you know, there's there's layers and accountability structure and so Being able to just take a little bit more time away from the office has really helped me personally. I love being a mom, but I think being an entrepreneur really trains you to be a mom. You can say that vice versa, right, as well. But yeah, I mean, I think that we have little things like, you know, at a certain time in the evening when I want to bring something up, I think to myself, if my business partner wasn't my husband, would I be talking to them right now, right? So if the answer is no, then I would just wait until we get into the office the next day. and so just really focusing on being present with our family and, you know, with our kiddo, which when they're that small, I feel like it's impossible to not be present because you'll just be annoyed all the time. Um, It's great. It really is great. It's a lot to juggle, you know, the work, the parenthood, you know, nonprofits and things like that, but it's very rewarding. And so I love going to bed just like exhausted and super tired from the day, you know, doing things that are meaningful to me and to the community and to my kiddo and It's just really fulfilling. So for some people, it might be really stressful and it is stressful, but to me, I'd rather have it that way than you know, relax. <laughs> I always
0: say I'll sleep when I'm dead. So yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I love what you say just about, you know, being able to turn it off, because I think that not only as entrepreneurs, but certainly as women, and even women in corporations, I think that we naturally, you know, bring things home, because you know we're thinking about things, we're not as compartmentalized. And so one of the things I always call my husband on my way home. So he often works from a home office, uh-huh. and I often work from the office, or if, like Friday night, I had a meeting all day. And I was driving home from downtown. I was sitting in major traffic and I yes. called him. I said, okay, let's recap. Hey, I want to go over this with you. And at first, he was kind of annoyed. He goes, oh, can't we talk when you get home? I go, no, because I don't want to talk. And so we did and we yes. fleshed out a bunch of stuff. And then when I got home, we were just there. So, you know, really yes. being very purposeful about those conversations. And I think
1: that's not just with, you know, husband and
0: wife. I think it just in general.
1: I think for myself, I've spent so many years freaking out about this, that, and, you know, like there's always some hot issue or you know, there's something you're really excited about or a deadline. And, you know, finally telling myself, you know what, I've gone through this already. I know it's not going to be that big of a deal. and know it's not going to be the end of the world. And just, you know, I mean, I don't always do it, but just having that, the years of experience, I think helps to just kind of turn it off and let things work out the way that they will, you know? <laughs> yeah. Trust the process,
0: right? <laughs> That's awesome. You kind of alluded to things that you do in the community. And I know that, you know, in addition to being a CEO, running a company and having a kid, you also do a lot of work out in the community. So I'd love for you to just like sort of talk about, you know, how that feeds you and why you do it and how you make time for it with everything else going on.
1: Yeah, sure. So there's a couple of nonprofits that I'm involved with or things I'm passionate about. I mean, young women and kids are like at the top of the list alongside the arts because again i'm in a creative field and i really enjoy like i know how important it is to have arts in your community and expose kiddos and anyone you know to that creativity so with the girls empowerment network i've been involved with them for many years now serve on the board currently to me like being able to give back that's really purposeful to me the other nonprofit that i'm also on the board of is the center for child protection which I've been involved with them back before they had a marketing department. That was my pro bono client. So right when I started my business, I would do all their marketing and creative pro bono. So having been involved from that standpoint, and then of course over the years they have grown and had major successes. And um, now just being able to serve, you know, on their marketing committee and just kind of use my expertise for something good in the community to just hopefully move the needle and improve things. And then lastly, I work a lot with Ballet Austin, kind of helping put together the annual fundraiser, the annual dinner. So being able to help on the creative side of things, we've done that for many, many years. Yeah, it feels great. I feel like the time, I know you asked about the time, if there's something that you really want to do, you make time for it. And so, you know, I've never really found the time to be an issue because those are all things that I'm really passionate about. And I waited for many years to get involved in an organization because I really wanted to do something that was impactful and that I was passionate about. And so I'm not one to just kind of sit on the board to get my name on it or, you know, for some sort of like unauthentic recognition. So once I found these organizations, they really kind of spoke to me. So.
0: Right. And I love that about, I think that women are great, even though I think sometimes um, women struggle with how do we fit it all in and you feel like you're going in so many different directions. I think that the community work and the nonprofit work drives so many women. That's a great thing. You know, when women succeed, they give back to their communities even more, not only financially, but with their time and resources. And I think that's super important and I think gives perspective, right? Absolutely. We all need that, you know, to not be so tunnel vision. So that's awesome. You know, there's some great organizations and, you know, you talk about like the Girls Empowerment Network and, you know, they deal a lot with just giving young women confidence. So I'd love to kind of just talk about this. I mean, you obviously started your business as a very young woman, so and had the confidence to do that. But we all know that during in this women's movement, you know, one of the biggest things that women are facing is this confidence gap, right? We're seeing things and I think it comes from seeing women's success as scarce, which yeah. is why we do what we do at On The Dot, is we're really trying to show that actually successful women are abundant. We just need to find them and we need to put them up in front of us. But I'd love for you to sort of talk about that confidence gap and how you might talk to young women about, you know, how to overcome rejection, how to overcome, you know, if they feel
1: like they're the only woman in the room. I think a lot of it starts with my personal background. I mean, I never felt that women were different than men, even just growing up. Right. And so I think a lot of it starts there. So, I mean, even being in a room, like we do a lot of work with real estate and real estate marketing, and many times I'm the only woman in the room. But I guess I noticed that, but I don't ever think like, wow, I'm the only woman in the room. Like, I know that I'm fully qualified to be there. And I probably have never experienced not having confidence because I never really thought to think about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I always just thought I know I'm capable of the things that I'm capable of. And then I've just always gone for it. Whether it's been like a woman's job or a man's job, I guess I just don't see it that way. And so you know, I've had other entrepreneur women, you know, talk to me and share just like different experiences from like a woman's standpoint, but, and, and they're totally valid. I guess only then do I think about, have I not been treated fairly or have I not won a project because I was a woman? Like only then do I actually start to have those thoughts. Otherwise I just kind of think, you know, if I didn't get a certain account or something that I was actually really working Hard towards I always take that personal responsibility rather than thinking that it was you know a woman thing so I think it just a lot of it starts within and which is why again like organizations like Jen are just so important because they really teach you to find your own power and set those parameters for yourself rather than have society do that for you so I think that is what my mindset maybe it's what's helped me there
0: Yeah. I mean, I think mindset is everything and just having that. And where
1: did you grow up by the way? I'm from Bulgaria originally in Eastern Europe and I moved when I was 11 actually. So English is my second language. That experience also helped shape me because I I remember moving here. I was in middle school. I didn't even speak the language and you know, all my friends are back home. And for the first couple of weeks, I literally just cried all day long. Like I'm never going to Make it here. I don't know anyone. Like your whole world. I mean, such a culture shock, right? Like after those couple of weeks, I just kind of sat myself down and said, you know what? Like this is your new life, so you have to make it work. So being whiny about it and you know complaining every single day is not really making any progress. And so I remember signing up. Like I opted in for like an English specific program um, at my school, and just kind of took charge. All I remember is that a few months later, I was just like. Sitting there in my room, and I remember like thinking anything is possible, really, when you you don't have the victim mentality, but you really work hard if it's something that you really want. I would say that experience definitely has shaped me and helped me start my business, honestly, because I feel like as an immigrant, sometimes you... Don't let any opportunity slip by, you know, because it's such a huge thing for me to be in America and be able to build my dream and hopefully inspire other people. But any opportunity that I get, you know, I always say yes and then figure out how to do it on the back end.
0: well, I think that that's good advice, just stepping outside of your comfort zone and knowing that, I mean, I think just hearkening back to sort of what you were saying about, do I really need to discuss this? Is anything going to blow up? Is it really going to be a crisis? And same for putting yourself out there. You know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Okay, so, you know, somebody tells me, no, I get rejected. I feel embarrassed. Well, all those things we can overcome. I think yeah. that pushing outside of our comfort zone and continuing to do that, no matter what the cost, really helps just build that resilience and build that confidence because most most of the time you will get through it and you'll get through it. You know, even if it's not the success that you saw, you'll see little things along the way and you did it, you know, yeah. and you'll yourself for doing those kinds of things.
1: And it's a learning experience. That's what I always say. I'm like, you know what? It's a learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Everything in life is a learning experience, yeah. which is <laughs> awesome. As we wrap up here, I'd love for you to give, I mean, is there, is there sort of one piece of go-to advice that you got over the years or that, that you just really hold on to or when you're feeling down or that you give out? What's that one go-to thing that you always do or say or stand by?
1: Oh, my goodness. There's so many. I'm kind of a quote junkie, so I always like have them posted kind of all over the place. Um, I should know who said this, but um, good things come to those who wait but only the things left over. It was something like left over by the ones who hustle. I should totally know this quote, right? <laughs> and so again, I think it's just along the lines of like, if, if you see something that you really want to do, like really get up and go get it. Send that follow up email, schedule a coffee with someone that could help with, you know, a vision that you have, or, you know, make a friend, say yes. Don't wait around and kind of creating your own opportunity. I think that that's something that I've lived by. My whole life that that I can remember is just because something is not in front of you doesn't mean that it can't happen. And luck comes to the prepared mind is another one. And so just being prepared and open to opportunities, I think it, it makes a huge difference of like all the things that come to you when you're ready and you're open minded.
0: Mine is you don't get what you don't ask for. The end of the day, you've got you've got to ask, you know. And then, really, the second one being sort of dreaming big, and and I think being open. I think that's so important, you know. Whiteboarding what that next big thing is and what that looks like for you, and being open to that. Because I do think that sometimes with that confidence gap, we don't see a lot of others around us doing something. We feel like we can't do that, but that doesn't mean we can't dream it and be open to it and sort of vision that. So that's that's great advice.
1: And surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you and that dream bigger than you, right? That's always really important. So I always welcome any opportunity to be around different people, just different viewpoints, different cultures, but also people who have just like crazy big dreams and then figuring out how to actually accomplish them on the back end. That's really inspiring to me personally.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Maria. I really appreciate you spending time with us and just sharing your experience with our listeners. I know that they'll get a lot out of it and a lot of great advice. And of course, you know, we wish you every success going forward and excited to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Looking for more inspiration, advice, and direction? Subscribe to our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot, where we provide you with the tools and motivation you need to get out there and be the badass boss you were meant to be. Tune in to next week's episode, where we sit down with Lelice Garcia-Babb movement media director and spokesperson at girl scouts usa share on the dot with your tribe like subscribe and share on the dot itunes spotify google play music or wherever you stream your favorite pods